Welcome to Let's Keep It Real. I'm Allie. And I'm Tally. Today we're here for episode six, The Bully. Welcome, Julie, to our podcast. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> That's too cute. <laughs> we're, we're really excited that you're here. We know this isn't going to be uh, an easy topic to discuss. It's cool. I mean, it's needed. So I'm ready. Throw right. them questions at me. Well, why do you want to <laughs> even tell this story? Yeah. I feel like, you know, kids who have gay parents need to have this talk. And if not, then this would happen. And this is my story. And so you guys would know specifically what I went through and how that affected me without having that communication there. I think this doesn't really just apply to gay families that have kids. I think this should also be a discussion that's happening with heterosexual families and and their children and, you know, explaining the differences between different types of families in the world. For sure. Right. So tell us a little bit about where all this even started, you know, just... um, when did you even know that your mother was gay, your biological mother was gay? I knew since, I mean, I was a little girl. I mean, I wouldn't say since birth, but it was a natural thing for me. I never really, we never sat down and talked about it, never really questioned it. It just came into the picture of my life and I rolled with it. I was like three years old, barely learning my ABCs. So this was more of a just a natural thing for me. And I obviously saw everything that has happened. And my mom, who's dated girls after my father, you know, after their divorce and all that good stuff. And I didn't really question it. I was just like, okay, cool. I kind of feel like that's that's most kids. You know, they just, especially if their, kid, their parents have been divorced, I think they just want to see their parents happy. I know that's not always the case, but I think kids are, they're just the least judgmental beings on earth. They're very honest, but... They're very just open about accepting right. every, everything in life. I didn't really have an opinion on it as a kid. I don't really have much opinion. My mom, you know, put my clothes on, fed me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> I didn't really have much of a say either way. So I wasn't going to, you know, at three years old, tell my mom, like, this is not okay. Like, that's what kid does that. <laughs> well, and you don't know that it. Right. I didn't know. You don't know those it wasn't feelings. A, it wasn't yeah. a thought at the time. So so it sounds like your, your mom was... Um, no longer with your dad at that time mm-hmm. and as as you were growing up was was there a time where you started noticing anything that just looked different or felt different or in your life as you were growing or things you wanted to talk to your mom about that you weren't clear about no not really I mean did you see other kids that had two mothers or two fathers no definitely not I did not see that at all it was just me but I never questioned it because I thought that since I was a little girl, I was taught this way. It was just normal. I thought, you know, like, okay, cool. My mom is my mom and she's dating and that's cool. I've seen it in kids shows of parents dating, but I didn't think of it being like male, female only and that's it or, you know, heterosexual. I mean, I guess the only time that I can say that I felt different about it was when I was bullied, you know, went to third grade perfectly fine I had bullies of course little girls bullying me for other reasons that weren't because of my mom because they didn't know obviously but when she had moved in with her new girlfriend that was when I started third grade 
and those were my parents at that time fourth grade came along the girlfriend was still around she was you know more and more in my life and then fifth grade came around and I was like okay mom knew that this was it I knew that that was it let's invite her to the parent you know teacher conference before school started to get to know the teachers and the kids and that's when the kids got to see who my parents were that's when things turned left for sure so but this is like two years after your mom was moved in with a new girlfriend and, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me and y'all become uh, essentially a family mm-hmm. um, so you've got this other parent figure in your life it's not abnormal for you it's just it's what's happening mm-hmm. so you're going along with it and then girlfriend and mom go to parent teacher conference and right other kids see this or other parents see this mm-hmm. and you know regardless of if parents were having a private conversation kids still hear what parents are saying that's very true even if they think they're not listening kids kids still hear and so that that is what affected everything I mean I can't sit here and blame like the kid that bullied me because I feel like at that time kids still don't have an opinion or a say on what's right or wrong when it comes to stuff like that no they're 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 kids yeah they're definitely getting it from you know from their parents for sure but it it affected him it affected me and it affected my home life and my environment and like everything that came tumbling down with it And what really set it off was when basically this one time during class, we were doing our worksheets. I was sitting right next to him. And this kid asked, you know, where are you from? And I was just like, okay, people ask that. I'm a black little girl in a predominantly white school. Mm -hmm. So I always have to ask or answer this question. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm half black, half Mexican. My mom's Mexican. My dad's black, you know, the huge and he was like, okay, but where did you come from? And I was like, you know, my, my parents, like you did, you know. And It all happened the same way, buddy. <laughs> Believe it or not. Like, you know, and exactly. And he was just like, okay, but if that's the case, your mom has to have a penis. And I was just like, <laughs> record scratch, hold, what? wait. The way kids' minds work just, just blows my mind out of proportion. I'm like, usually so people crazy. are like, oh my God, where are you from? Oh, that's cool. I'm like, why, you know, like the same old conversation. This kid's like, no, your mom has a penis. Yeah, and, and I'm like, we're in fifth grade. What is a penis? Well, hold on. Like, what's, a, what's that? And I was like, no, she doesn't freaking out over it. And I'm like, no. And he was like, well, then you must be adopted. And I was like, ugh wait I'm adopted now <laughs> did you even know what adopted meant like we're kind of laughing but this is like I mean you took this very you took mm-hmm. this to heart I mean this really affected you I mean this is usually how I like go against my traumas like with laughter because it feels better you know right I'm looking at this kid and I'm like bro I'm not adopted that's not what this is and he was like yeah you have to be unless your mom has a penis and I'm like again <laughs> wow none of those just, are I true <laughs> So this kid thought it was a great idea to just sit there and say over and over and over again, you're adopted, you're adopted, you're adopted. And I'm over here, hands on the table, sweating, shaking. And I'm like, whoa, questioning where am I, like, who am I, where am I from? And I start crying. And I'm like, I'm not adopted. Like, I don't know who you are. Teacher saw the whole thing, told her what happened. Her first thing to do was just not separate us, but, Mm -hmm. oh, well, she did later on, but she made him call his mom 
just to tell his mom. The kid was a class clown. He was calling his mom every Tuesday. It was a regular schedule for him. She knew, like, like what did you do now? What this kid, kid was yeah. capable of, and he, she was kind of used to it. So I went home and told my mom about it, told her girlfriend about it. And they're the types to tell her friends about it just to get advice because, you know, they're new to this whole parental thing. They've been together for three years now. And, you know, one of my one of my mom's friends talked to me and she was just like, the next time you see that kid, tell him he's adopted because his parents didn't want an <laughs> ugly mofo like him. You know? <laughs> and I was just like, OK, cool. But with the good advice of don't let anybody dim your light. They're just little kids, little boys who doesn't who don't know any better. Mm hmm. After the situation, you would think it would stop, but it kept on. He kind of grew aggravated over the fact that I told on him, and he felt like I needed he needed to target me because of that. There would just be days where, you know, he would give me death glares, and, and the, I guess the breaking point was when he, during PE, we were running laps, and this is like our warm-up before we did our actual games, and this kid would run laps around me, and once he catched up to me, he would be like, you're adopted. And then like run like super fast across the gym to catch up, uh, catch up with me again and be like, your mom has a penis and then run. And then same thing oh my over gosh. and over and over again. So was, didn't no one else notice this? I mean, weren't your friends around? I mean, my friends, I mean, if you're the only kid, especially a black little girl in the predominantly white school who has two gay moms, who do you turn to at that point? No one else has a family like that. that no one else is going to understand. Not a f a another fifth grader, you know? Um, well, that's definitely what's going through your mind as a fifth grader. Of course, my friends knew. Yeah. They knew he was a bad kid, but they didn't think anything of it. They didn't want to be targeted and they didn't really, told probably they didn't know, the same thing. They didn't know what to do. I mean, if, I, sure. if, if some fifth grader told me at my fifth grade mindset like about that, I'd be like, oh, okay, just stay away from him yeah that doesn't really do much when the kids running laps around me telling me that I'm adopted and I have a mom with a penis so <laughs> it's funny but it's not and I apologize no I'm laughing, laughing too <laughs> I can just see some jerk little kid being yeah like that yeah no, he's just want to up, uppercut him <laughs> but you can't do that because yeah. you know we have laws <laughs> we have laws don't be calling out the motions that we're making here. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the breaking point for me. I blew up on that kid and I'm like, I'm not adapted. She doesn't have a penis. And I ran to my gym teacher who was like a scary man, but he was very understanding. And I was like, this kid keeps saying my mom has a penis. And he was like, a what? <laughs> and I was like, a penis. And he was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, he's been bullying me. I needed to stop. He brings the kid into his office screams and yells at him and tells him like who are you to make like who who is who's teaching you these things who are you to tell this little girl that you're sent to the principal office my parents ended up getting called into the school enough was enough really and you know there's instances after the fact that had made it kind of bad i mean for example he prank called our house or, you know, my mom's phone number, because we would get these contact books filled with everyone's phone number, which I don't know why this was a smart idea for the school to send out <laughs> to these kids to take home to her parents. But had everyone, every parent's phone number and their address, which was not smart at all, because the kids knew our, where I lived yeah. and ended up prank calling my mom at 3 a.m., 
pretending to be a doctor saying your daughter has AIDS. We just got her test results back. You know, she has AIDS now and we need to do tests on her. And she's like woken up at 3 a.m. freaking out because I had just went to the hospital a week before what? because of the fact that my dumb self decided to put my finger in a fence where a dog was playing <laughs> and the dog bit my finger. So I had to go to the ER for that. <laughs> And so my mom's like, oh, my God, is this the same? Do- like, do we need to sue? Who is this? And you're freaking out. But then we figured that it was a prank call and it was nothing more than that. So, the, the, like, again, back to the breaking point. Um, parents got called in. Uh, we had a sit down talk with the super attendant or what is it? The vice the- principal. And I had to move teachers. I had to. So they moved you to a class. different class. And it's did sucked. that help? It did help for sure. He got suspended. Oh, good. So there were some repercussions for his actions Finally. that actually mm-hmm. occurred. Okay. So did your did your parents at that time ever get the chance to talk to his parents? Oh, God, no. I don't think so. So not that I, I, I can't remember. Um, if they did, I, I bet it wasn't nice. Right. You know, I wasn't, I bet it wasn't like, I'm Julie's parents and your son is just, you know, keep saying my, you know, I have a penis, so we need that to stop. No, I bet it was not nice at all if that was the case. I, They really, my parents try to protect me as much as possible, and they try to have me uh, not around the situation as much as possible because, you know, there is already so much stuff that was already going on at home on top of me getting bullied. And I kind of left it alone. It happened for a long time, but I left it alone because of the fact that I feel like I needed to be strong for my mom. And I didn't want another thing that had happened to me to be on her mind and her, or something for her to worry about. So I felt like I could just handle it and I really couldn't. And I ended up cracking over it and I shouldn't have waited so long. And I feel like if I didn't and I've spoke up a little bit more, it wouldn't have affected me and my home life and how I saw my mom's most importantly. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah. So well, um, I think that's really good advice, especially for, you know, if anybody's experiencing this situation now, you know, with, with their kids or, or if, if you're a kid that's getting bullied, talk to your parents. They always have that extra capacity for those types of things. Mm-hmm. This kid's bullied you for a while. You've been moved into a new class. Do things get better in school? School, yes, for sure. Um, I miss my friends, of course, Mm -hmm. friends that I made in my old class. I I make new friends, of course. People are just like, why are you here? And I have to, I really couldn't answer that question, but they kind of knew because the kid got suspended, word gets around. Mm -hmm. And my teacher, my new teacher, she was super understanding. I could go to her more and I'm able to feel like I'm in a safe place without having to turn around and have some kid, you know, try to tell me what's what anymore. I don't have that anxiety on my back anymore. Right. So school-wise, yeah, I got better. My grades were, like, awesome. I was a straight-A student because I got paid really good money for it. Despite <laughs> <laughs> the point. It was definitely money-motivated as a kid. So school's, school's School was good. awesome. Right after So that. what's happening in your home life at this point? Now, my home life, on the other hand, changed a little bit because of what happened. Did it make your opinion change about your mom's relationship with her girlfriend? Yes, big time. What did you, what was your new opinion? That I didn't have to go through this if my mom wasn't gay. 
That's like, a really, I think, important realization yeah. that... As a fifth grader, like, wow, yeah. because my mom decided to be... Like, I literally thought she decided to be this way. Not just to torment me, but if she, you know, just stayed with my dad and we mm-hmm. have that normal white picket fence, you know, husband and wife and their two kids, family, mm-hmm. I would have a normal life and I wouldn't have so much anxiety at the age of 10, you know? Yeah. And because of that, you know, um, I never told my mom this and her girlfriend didn't know at the time either. But I kept it to myself. Again, we were going through things that I didn't want to hurt or put on more stress than what we are were already going through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just remember times where her girlfriend would pick me up from school because we're family. That's what she does. You know, yeah. she was a part of my life and she was very, you know, present. And she would pick me up from school and her big black Hummer. And it's so flashy. <laughs> like... <laughs> So, so, so lesbian, so, so, gay. so, so lesbian. gay, so gay, <laughs> and I would literally shake walking into that Hummer. Like as a fifth grader, you would be like, "Wow, my mom's so cool. She has a nice Hummer. You know, she's picking me up in this nice car. I'm flashy." No, I would literally have the worst shakes. I feel like I was shivering from the inside out, and everyone can see me. I would literally jump into the car and be like, "Go, go, 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 go!" Mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody to know that my mom was gay yeah because I didn't want to go through it again right so uh there would be times where my mom and I even out in public like it wasn't even at the school grounds out in public where we would go grocery shopping and I would not be around her girlfriend not get closer not associate with her because I didn't want people to think that you know like I just had gay parents or like I that was that was my parents you didn't want to be judged at all at all at all in any scenario at any place because you already experienced that through school my anxiety was on 10 it was on 10 thinking about it now I I feel like I'm shivering from the inside out like it it just makes me like shake thinking about it because it was that bad so did you did you act out or or anything like that when you were a kid and like your mom and her girlfriend would say we're going to go to the store. I mean, you were obviously 10. You couldn't stay home by yourself at that point. Did you act out in any way? I was a really good kid. The things that we were going through, I didn't, I couldn't act out. You, know? you just kind of internalized everything. Everything. And, yeah. And I, I guess me externalizing it would be the shakes. Mm-hmm. Me like sh- uh, sweating really, really bad. And having just like that awful anxiety all the time. I feel like the turning point for when my parents finally knew how I felt was mm-hmm. when my mom dropped my girl or hit her girlfriend off at the airport and she had to go on a business trip to India and we're excited for her, for her for just to have that new experience and we pulled up behind this car and there are two females two girls in the driver and passenger seat and they kissed each other and they got out and they pulled their suitcase out of their back seat mm-hmm. and my immediate reaction was ew what gross Mm -hmm. and they immediately my my mom and her girlfriend immediately turned around and looked at me and were like so concerned and they were just asking me why what's wrong why do you Mm -hmm. think that's gross do you think couples like that are not okay like you know my mom especially was just like I, I could imagine the things that are going through her head about it 
And they were like, are you okay? Like, and I wouldn't say anything. I would just stick to myself. And I was like, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? I didn't mean to say that. It's not really how I truly feel. It's not. That's, that was just your reaction because of because previous because, experiences. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely was living in a rose-colored glasses type of life. And I tried to like, you know, dis- disassociate myself from everything that was going on. Try to like out of body my, my reality. Mm-hmm. And just fantasize as much as possible like my mom getting back together with my with my dad so I could have that good life that mm-hmm. apparently all the kids at my school have because they don't have to go go through what I went through and get bullied and move classes and all this crazy stuff that I thought was so detrimental at the age of 10 mm-hmm. but it was it was necessary so my mom drops her girlfriend off at the airport I go home and my mom's my mom on her clothes we we talk about everything mm-hmm. you know, she tells me what's up and she was just like, do I need to leave her, my girlfriend? Do I need to leave her? You know, it's fine if I can. If you want me to, I, I'd rather have you be happy. I'd rather have you have a good life. Mm-hmm. And if that needs to be, we can move our stuff and leave. And I was just like, no, like, it's no, like, that's not what it is. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. I apologize. And she was like, I can literally drop this loving family relationship for you because she's so my mom's already so overprotective she would literally drop dead for me and I'm I keep repeating to my mom like no we're fine it's okay like I'm okay and at that time that's when I really started to notice that what I thought about my mom and her girlfriend what I used to think about it wasn't true and I it kind of like pulled me back into the person that I used to be Mm-hmm. accepting and loving Julie that I used to be and I just you know I felt so bad for it because I basically didn't accept my mom for who she was and you know the fact that she would just move and leave her lover the lover for life for me and change her sexuality at that point yeah. um, for my own protection because she didn't want me to hurt anymore really says a lot and I don't think she did it for her own selfish reasons, you know. I think right. she, she mostly did it for me. She did everything through me. Now that you're older and you can kind of reflect on this time in your life, do you see things differently about um, that situation, about that relationship that your mom had? I assume they're, are they still together or? No, they're not together okay. um, anymore. You know, do you see things differently when you look back? Bringing the past up again puts it into a new perspective, yes, because I'm able to talk about it with my parents Mm -hmm. because I still consider my mom's girlfriend my mom. Mm -hmm. She's still very present in my life. Now that we bring it back up and we talk about it, I get to hear what really happened. Mm -hmm. I get to hear, like, not from a a teenage or a kid standpoint, an adult full-grown adult standpoint and I really get to see what was really going on yeah it makes me feel bad but the bigger picture of it all and then this is my perspective really is that if I didn't go through what I went through I wouldn't be able to tell the story to help other people right it's like being a wounded warrior you're you're never going to heal from your wounds Mm -hmm. you're never going to heal from the trauma that you went through but because of what you went through you are strong for that that makes you so strong to be able to tell a story like this 
to help people, to help them understand, and to help them basically give them a roadmap of where to go, the, the next step. This, that is much, that is, that is so worthy. That is so worthy. And it sucks that we had to go through it. And I wish we never did. But we're able to truly help millions, hopefully millions because of it. So other kids won't have to go through this ever. This needed to happen. And that's okay. And this is all healing for me, really. Good. This is all healing. And I, I am appreciative for it. And I'm grateful. I wouldn't have it any other way, really. I, lo- I mean, God, I love gay people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty uh, awesome. I'm not going to lie. Y'all are like the elite out here. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can compare, really. Um, so. You know, Julie, we really appreciate you getting real with us and telling us the story and, and sharing it for, you know, our listeners to, to know how their actions and the actions of their mm-hmm. children can affect other people's lives, even if it seems minor at the time. It was so tiny. Now look at us. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. For our listeners, if you have an LGBTQ story that you'd like to share with us, please reach out to us via social media. We're on Facebook at Les Keep It Real Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Les underscore Keep It Real. Join us on Instagram every Wednesday evening at 830 Central Standard Time for a live Q&A session. If you're digging the background music, check out the Sunrise Police on your favorite music platform. Keep washing those hands, everybody, and keep it real. Keep it real.